The following is a hoop ball presentation. Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. We are back. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Fantasy NBA Today. My name is Adrian Benjamins, and I'm joined by Coach. And this episode is brought to you by Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. Get some delicious coffee. Taste that Kona difference. Head over to HawaiianIsles.com and Amazon and get some coffee. Coach, how are you doing, sir? Yo, Adrian, how are you, my man? Coach, I'm doing great. I uh, I I think I'm becoming an alcoholic, man. Every you know, <laughs> last time I was drinking a Corona. Tonight I'm drinking a light whiskey and Coke. And uh, nice. man, it's just uh, you know, I get excited to talk hoops with you. I'm I hate the slow season. I'm really itching for the season to get started. So I get excited when I know I'm going to sit down and talk hoops with you. And I just get the urge to get a drink and just unwind, have some fun, man. You know what, man? I may have to start joining you in that. I I, I think that sounds like a good idea. This is definitely uh, wind down time. And hopefully our listeners are throwing back a cold one and enjoying the podcast as well. You know, a uh, uh, funny story. I was, I was, uh, I remember last season around this time, I was doing the fantasy NBA Today shows with Dan Bespris, and I was really scared. I didn't know if it was okay to like have a drink. I mean, of course, I'm not going to get drunk and get crazy because, you know, we're trying to have a real conversation here. But I remember being too scared to have a drink. And then I, I will never forget one of the first shows I did with Dan cracks open a beer and i was like okay it's all good it's cool <laughs> ever since then i'm like all right um but anyways coach we got a fun action-packed show um the great eric ong hoopball's own eric ong uh was uh nice enough to send us the results of hoopball dynasty three the startup draft coach you were in this league so you experienced this draft firsthand i think it'd be a lot of fun if we go through the draft talk about how it went down i want to see um how your team how you built your team so uh what are your early thoughts here do you think this is a good idea i think it's fantastic and and you know we'll i think we always say we're going to do a certain amount, a certain time, and then we end up in a, a three or four part series. So I think in this case, yeah, it's, it's a 20 man league. So I think we just go, we'll go pick by pick chat a little bit about it. You know, it'll help. I think everybody sort of get an idea of, of what people are thinking. It's sort of an ultimate mock draft kind of look because it was a real dynasty draft from scratch. So I think uh, it'll be helpful for everybody. It gets uh, our few opinions out there. And, uh, you know, whatever we, we don't get through today, we can continue next week on the show. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, it'll be some good help. I do want to mention a couple things real quick. Uh, make sure and, and send uh, any questions you have for the show for us to take up during the show uh, to our Hoopball forum. Just uh, jump on there at hoop-ball.com in our forum section. And uh, you can just say, hey, coach, or hey, Adrian, uh, you know, answer these, can you answer this question or discuss this during the show? And we'll be happy to 
to throw some of those out there. I, I think we may have one uh, uh, for tonight anyway. And, uh, you know, so, so keep those coming in. Um, and again, stay active in the forums. We have a lot of great conversations going there. Uh, I started one the other day, you know, because it's, it's such a, a, a quiet season. Uh, the USA basketball just sort of following that whole process. And that's a blast with the between the uh, national team and the select team and just sort of discussing some of those player moves, guys going up and down. Uh, you know, a couple notes on that today. I guess Trey Young is is done. He tweaked something a little bit and decided to uh, to not push that. Uh, so he is uh, drifted out. Um, and I guess uh, Derek White has been playing uh, fantastic and uh, looks like he may get a push up to the big squad. So a lot of good things happening there. Uh, you know, uh, got on Twitter Twitter a lot today talking about it with folks. Everybody's sort of panicking. You know, the big headlines, this is the worst USA team in years and, and everything else. And like I said uh, on Twitter, and I'll repeat it here, you know, I think Pop could take uh, three or four of those guys and you and I could suit up and, and Pop would find a way to win, man. He's he's just a ma- magician. And, and you know, sometimes he does better with the, the guys that are mid-level and not the superstars anyway. I think he gets the most out of them. So just wanted to mention that real quickly. And uh, I'll let you discuss our first board challenge uh, <laughs> to talk about well, today. Coach, I'm really glad that you mentioned the forums. I think that's great advice. I know you and I are on there quite a bit right now, especially since it's the slow season. I'm constantly scanning the forum, uh, looking for just stimulating conversation about who to draft or rankings or whatever. So great advice for the listeners. Get on the forums uh, with any questions, anything you guys got. And, um, you know, we got a great, question on the forum coach and it stirred some debate between you and i which i think is going to be our very first board bet of the season and uh so the question from dunkasaurus i believe dunkasaurus x um in the forum standard eight category roto league um lori or Buddy Lori Markinen or Buddy Healed. Now you responded with "It's not close." You love Buddy Healed. I went the other way, Coach. I'm leaning more Lori. Now there was a little bit of um, confusion. I thought this was a like a keeper league. Now for me, Lori's value it gets a little bit larger in a, a dynasty type league. I believe Lori is only 22, where Buddy is, I believe, 26. So uh, I really liked that younger guy who I think has higher upside. So, uh, but I come to find out further in the chat that he is he is allowed to keep this guy, but only for I believe the next two seasons. So that you know that does change it a bit because. That kind of takes that age, uh, that age advantage of of getting a younger guy. That kind of takes that now out of the equation. So I think it does make it a little bit even. But I think I'd still go Lori. But coach, I want to hear your side. Why do you love Buddy Heald? Well, first of all, for our listeners that didn't listen uh, here last week, we're going to have this board bet competition as we do our shows through the season. 
and we'll come up with however many are on the board. And at the end of the year, we'll uh, rank those out and see uh, who wins. And uh, the the loser has to buy winner uh, a nice dinner in Vegas when we're at the summer league. And has to wear a chicken suit for a live episode of our podcast. So that is going to be worth uh, fighting for for the year. But all right, to get back to that, um, yes, the the all the the uh, importance is always in the fine print. I think that two year stipulation of being able to keep him is key. I think Buddy is right now at the pinnacle of. Uh, really being a couple of years in his prime. His percentages, 48, 43, and 88 last year were just magnificent. Uh, again, you know, what I think puts him in that five or six hole and in, in best shooters in the league right now. And, uh, you know, Laurie Markkinen, I think definitely has potential. I didn't see the, the, the fight that I thought I'd see last year. I know he was playing dinged up, but, you know, this is two years in a row now where he's missed 20 games or, or so uh, with injuries, and I just – I'm not sold. I have to see more. So push comes to shove, I, I think uh, our, my man Buddy Love is, uh, is the guy that uh, you, can, you can bank on uh, for the next couple of years. So that, I think, will be our first board bet, whoever rank, finishes ranked higher. Uh, at the end of the season, gets uh, one point for that uh, category. So that works for me. So I just want to make it clear. Let's let's do the board bet. Whoever finishes higher on the player radar. But I want to make sure we're doing total ranking for the season, not per game. And this is the reason why I, I want to do that. Let's say Buddy Heald plays one game and is having a great game. But then at the last end minute of the game he let's say he has a, a season ending injury and doesn't play a single game for the rest of the season you're now gonna beat me because buddy healed on a per game average played amazing where Lori Markin and might play the entire season but not beat that per game mark so I want to make sure we're clear coach I'm gonna write this down the board bet is whoever finishes higher on the player rater this is for nine categories for the season so not per game for the whole season okay and i'll tell you what put an asterisk there and just say (laughs) that that they have to play a minimum of 50 games this way we get a true if somebody does have a catastrophic end you know then the the bet's off so you know coach i i kind of feel like you benefit if we don't put that into the bet and the well, reason I, I want to be fair i want to beat well, you both ways bro the reason is i feel like buddy healed is a little more reliable when it comes to health uh lori market mm-hmm. missing quite a bit of games last season in fact that's probably your biggest concern with lori is is he gonna stay healthy because i think if he does stay healthy all year i think it's gonna be a slam dunk for me coach all right man <laughs> We got it on the board. All right, put it on the board. The, the, the very first board bet of the season, Coach. I know we're going to have many, many more. As we're doing these shows, um, you and I, we're going to occasionally go separate ways. So this list is going to get very interesting. So first board bet on the board. It's going to be a lot of fun. Coach, are you ready to go through 
the results of Hoop Ball Dynasty League 3. So I think the best way for us to approach this is just go 10 picks at a time and then talk about what surprised us, what just any thoughts you have. And, and I think we go 10 picks at a time until we get to the end of the show. What do you think? I think that sounds great. And you know what's amazing about it is and why I think this can be helpful to our, our hoop ballers out there is you know, that if you if anybody's been looking at the initial rankings that are out there, they are just trash. I mean, I'm not sure if they're just putting stuff up there, you know, just in the interim until they get the real rankings, but none of them make a whole lot of sense. Uh, the, the sites that do the, the mock drafts that are really helpful really haven't got up and going. So everything is just sort of in limbo. So this gives you a good taste of what, you know, some really serious uh, hoop ballers out there. I mean, the, the 20 teams in this league, uh, I was real impressed with the level of knowledge of the guys. Uh, I ended up with the 15th pick. So that put me in an interesting spot, uh, which we can discuss as we go through them. But uh yeah, I think it'll be I think it'll be super helpful and and you know it, it allows me to throw the teaser out there as well as uh, I know we're all patiently waiting and, and getting very excited you know in the coming weeks for uh, Brews Top 150, which we base a lot of what we do here at Hoop Ball around because uh, for my money that's one of the best, if not the best. Uh, fantasy player rankings that you can find out there. It's it's one of the things, honestly, that uh, drew me to hoop ball initially. So, you know, we will keep our listeners informed of uh, when that's going to be coming out, and and you know what uh, premium memberships are available, etc. But uh, yeah, absolutely, man, I'm ready to roll. Uh, Coach, great point, man. The Brewski 150 is legendary. Uh, Man, back when I very first started playing fantasy, which is like 15 years ago, uh, I was always excited the moment the Brewski 150 rankings hit. I mean, this is before before Hoopball was even here. And uh, I just loved uh, how how Aaron Brewski's rankings were, you know, he didn't care about the uh, general consensus of the majority. He, he, you know, he didn't mind if he had a guy on his list that was 40 spots away from where, um, you know, the popular majority had their guy ranked. So I loved always how aggressive his list was. And, uh, you know, coach, I love doing my own rankings. And one of the things I love doing is I love seeing, Hey, does my stuff kind of jive with how Brewski's thinking? So one of the things I love when the Brewski 150 comes out is comparing it to my list and seeing how far off am I in thinking compared to his list. But anyways, great point. Um, okay, coach, let me, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to read off the first 10 picks of the draft and then we can get into the first 10. One through 10 uh, starts with Giannis Antetokounmpo, Carl Anthony Towns at two, Anthony Davis at three, Nikola Jokic at four, Zion Williamson with five, Luka Doncic at six, Joel Embiid seven, James Harden eight, Russell Westbrook nine, and Mitchell Robinson ten. Coach, my first thought, first thing I want to ask you, um, 
Giannis Antetokounmpo, number one, no complaints there. I think you can also go Anthony Davis. I think Carl Anthony Towns is safe. Both all fairly young guys um, in their early prime with already guys who were ranked in um, redraft seasonal leagues as top guys. Um, you know, coach, in dynasty leagues, I always try to target guys that are not only young but that can also help you win now and all these guys fall under that category so my question to you coach if you had the number one pick would you have gone Giannis Antetokounmpo or who who would you have taken if you had number one coach I I think Giannis is definitely the number one player uh in especially in a dynasty league I mean he's still very young I mean the guy was the MVP last year and he's probably only 75% of what he can be. So I think, you know, with the potential of just adding some outside shooting, I mean, he is uh, very likely, you know, going to be multiple MVP guy. Uh, and I think just a no-brainer, number one. You know, one thing I'll say as we go through this, and I think the listeners uh, also need to keep in mind is this is a, a you know a dynasty keeper league and it it, it has a, a massive effect and in my opinion way too high of a, an effect on how you uh, rate your people uh, I agree with you man I mean it's not just you know let's take the old guys and win now and then not worry about it but it's a combination everything changes in the NBA so fast and Two, three years, I mean, is a long time to wait for a guy that you're going to take super, super early. So just keep that in mind as we're discussing it. But I agree completely with, with Jan. I think Giannis, Kat, and Anthony Davis, uh, from everything that I've seen and read so far, are one, two, three in one order or another. Personally, you know, when I was scouting for this, and we were looking at these uh, picks coming out, I probably would have gone Giannis Davis Towns, but I don't think you could go wrong with any of the three of them personally. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, I might go Anthony Davis, but Giannis would be right there for me. Also, uh, Carl Anthony Towns as well. Um, I Those would be probably three guys in the mix for one, two, and three for me. That's how it went here. Now, Coach, I want to look at um, not – a lot of surprises here. Um, you know, Zion Williamson, we haven't seen him yet in the NBA, but if if uh, he turns out to be what we think he is, then no complaints with him going in the top 10. You know, initially, Coach, what kind of surprised me was seeing Mitchell Robinson at number 10. But, you know, Coach, I got invited um, a few weeks ago to take part in an industry um, dynasty league mock draft and uh coach the, um this was uh, a really great experience this was a mock draft i got to do with a with a lot of killers i mean um jonas nader of of uh roto world um kyle McEwen, um just jordan schultz some really heavy hitters were in this league and donovan mitchell went 16 in that mock draft now we uh, we did this mock draft as if we were drafting a dynasty keeper league. It was uh, 16 teams, right? So, um, you know, I guess it's not that much of a stretch to see Donovan Mitchell go 
I mean, I'm sorry, Mitchell Robinson go at number 10 here. Just coach for me, there's guys that have a little bit more upside than him. And what I mean by that, a guy like maybe a Jaron Jackson Jr. who can do the things that Mitchell Robinson can do, but can also maybe provide you three pointers like uh, a Kristaps Porzingis maybe, or, you know, I'm trying to think um, who else on this list could maybe, um, but, you know, when I think about it further, a, an opportunity to get a very young stud center, a guy, oh, another guy that comes to mind is Bam Adebayo, a young guy who kind of like Mitchell Robinson, but feels a little bit safer than me. So for me personally, I would have went, you know, if I'm looking for a young big right there at pick 10, I probably would have went JJJ, Bam, probably some other guys first. But the more I think about it, I'm okay with taking Mitchell Robinson here. A guy who can potentially lead the league in blocks. Very young guy in his early 20s. So, um, you know, the sky's the limit for this guy. But, Coach, any surprises for you here in the top 10? Any guys that you think, nah, maybe this guy should not be here? Well, I, you know, again, going back to what I said before, I think, you know, I understand it's a keeper league and you're building a team for the future, but... I just was absolutely shocked that uh, Zion, Luca, and Mitchell Robinson went in the top 10. And, and that being is if you look at the guys that were passed up to take those guys, you're talking about guys that still have a good five years of superstar play. I mean, I personally would not take any of those rookies above got these guys that went below them, Joel Embiid, James Harden, Kawhi Leonard, Steph Curry. I, I just, I, I can't see any of those rookies who are unproven. Yes, you know, I know Luke is a second-year guy, so is Mitchell, but those guys are not even sniffing the level that those other players are, and it's not like those other guys are at the end of their career they still have a good three, four, five years of tremendous superstar play. So that was the biggest shock to me. I, as I was sitting at in the 15 hole trying to prepare for my pick, I had a lot of those rookies falling all the way back to me in 15. I thought, you know, I figured Zion would go just because of all the, the hoopla and noise, but I thought Luca Mitchell would both be available at, at 15. So, I, you know, I couldn't sit there in any draft, whether it be one season, 10 seasons, or 1,000 seasons, and, and take Zion, Luca, or Mitchell over James Harden, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, you know, uh, Stephen Curry. It just – that's the way I look at it. And, you know, uh, it's funny that you mentioned that. Coach, because I just looked over at the results of that industry dynasty mock draft I did with, you know, a bunch of really knowledgeable guys. And as you said, Luca Zion did not get drafted in the top 10 of this league, of this mock draft. So um, I think the general uh, consensus would kind of agree with you. And, you know, one other guy I forgot to mention is uh, a big that I would probably go over Mitchell, uh, Mitch, I'm a, um, over. Um, Mitchell Robinson is um, 
Miles Turner is another guy that I would look. But anyways, coach, I agree with you. Let's get into the next 10 picks. Um, 11 through 20 starts off with Kawhi Leonard. The, some of the guys that you talked about, coach, Stephen Curry, the Aaron Fox, Damian Lillard, LeBron James, Paul George, Bradley Beal, Jaron Jackson Jr. at 18, Kyrie Irving at 19, Drew Holiday at 20. Coach, what stands out to me here, a lot of proven guys in this list, a lot of guys who are like bona fide uh, guys that you can count on. Um, now, Coach, uh, the uh, let's talk about your pick real quick. You went LeBron James at 15. Coach, I am fairly surprised you went LeBron here only because um, I feel like this is going to kind of force you to go into win now mode, which nothing wrong with that at all. Uh, You know, um, usually when you're in a dynasty league like this, you kind of like to know, am I going to go win now or am I going to go win later? So this kind of made that decision for you, I feel, by you picking LeBron James here. Tell me what was going on in your head. Well, um, what I ended up doing, and we'll see as we go through this, is I balanced my roster between veterans that I thought were being completely overlooked and young guys that I thought had high potential. So, you know, I see, uh, you know, the guys that took all young guys, I mean, you're going to have some wash through of guys that are older that are going to come out and new guys that are going to come in, and you're going to have some turnover there. But to go all young guys, I think, is too risky. Certainly, I didn't go win it all now with all my picks, but I'll explain my LeBron pick is this. I think that he, and I've you know been talking about this on our last couple of shows, I think that he basically took most of last year off, still averaged 28 points a game, but just sort of you know knew that there was no run there that was going to be had. Uh, I think he's in phenomenal shape. I think that he is going to have an MVP, top five MVP vote type season with the Lakers this year. And I just felt like uh, statistically, uh, I mean, I think he's going to absolutely obliterate uh, Zion Williamson and these other guys. Now, yes, is there an upside because Zion is a million years younger than LeBron? No doubt about it. But, you know, as balancing uh, you know, and trying to win it now and still have young guys that are going to carry me later. I just could not let LeBron go. Now, I was uh, just excruciatingly trying to pick between LeBron and Paul George. Uh, Paul George went to pick after me. Uh, but Paul, you know, George coming off the injury uh, and, you know, having to, you know, be with Kawhi, I just felt like, everything lines up for LeBron to have one or two more seasons like out of this world where, you know, he was already named point guard, you know, and the numbers he's going to put up, I think are going to be terrific. And uh, I think he'll do real well. Now I'll tell you this, you can argue this second group of 10 is better than the first 10. (laughs) That's why I love the NBA this year. And we've talked about it a million times, but this is the craziest, most unpredictable year of all times. I mean, look at this group of 12 that you mentioned. All right, Kawhi Leonard, you know, what can you say? Stephen Curry with the other injuries, he may be the number one ranked player of everybody. Who knows? Uh, De'Aaron Fox, obviously, 
just coming into his own. Lillard's a superstar. George Bradley Beal, superstar. Triple J. Uh, you know, I mean, again, you could draw a line probably through this top 20 and say all these guys uh, could be terrific. Now, the biggest shocker, I think, if you had to take one of these guys here from 11 to 20 and say maybe he doesn't belong here, Coach, De'Aaron Fox at pick 13 feels a little bit early for me. And let me tell you why, Coach. Um, he ended up going at overall pick 30 in the industry mock I did. It's really hard for me to see got him go before guys like Kemba Walker, Drew Holiday, um, Ben Simmons, Trey Young, uh, Kyrie Irving, Bradley Beal, Damian Lillard. Uh, um, it's really strange that now I think this team, a uh, team named Fox and the Hounds, maybe he, maybe De'Aaron Fox is his favorite player, right? Fox and the Hounds is in his team name. So maybe this was a guy he just absolutely had to get. Maybe he didn't think he was going to fall back to him on the way back. Another thing too, Coach, Darren Fox is, um, you know, all these point guards that go really early in drafts, they are all older now, right? Damian Lillard, Stephen Curry, Russell Westbrook, Drew Holiday, Kemba Walker. These are all guys now on the upper side of 20. So maybe this Fox and the Hounds team was really focused on going youth. I also really do love Darren Fox's um, potential career-wise. I think he's just scratching the surface of what he's really capable of. So, you know, I can't fault this pick too much i'm just trying to say if i had to pick out one guy that maybe doesn't belong in this range for me it would be De'Aaron fox would you agree with that coach or would is there another guy that you feel like maybe shouldn't be in this uh list here i well you know the the top 20 i think the two guys that people reached on were mitchell robinson and De'Aaron fox i think that they're both could end up being two of the best players on the board here in the next two or three years. I just think that they uh, were picked here a little prematurely. All right, Coach, let's go the next 10 picks, 21 through 30. 21, Andre Drummond. Uh, 22, Jason Tatum, followed by DeAndre Ayton, Rudy Gobert, Kemba Walker, Chris Stapps Porzingis, Donovan Mitchell at 27, Marvin Bagley at 28, Kevin Durant at 29, and Trey Young at pick 30. Coach, you followed up your LeBron pick with Chris Stapps Porzingis. I like the pick. Um, you know, we, we missed... Uh, Porzingis last season due to injury, but we're finally going to get him back. I am salivating, Coach, about seeing him on this Dallas Mavericks team with Luka Doncic. We talked about it before. Um, Coach, I mean, I think this is a really great pick. Still a young guy. We've seen flashes of his brilliance. Um, Coach, I often talk about these players, centers that fall under this holy grail a category. I'm talking about players that do it all, give you good percentages, give you rebounds, give you points, can shoot, can give you threes. 
Kristaps Porzingis falls under this category. I like the pick, Coach. Do you love it? What was going through your mind? I I think that that was my favorite pick of the draft. I I was just chewing my fingers off waiting for that pick because I I think he's going to be the the bust out guy this year. You know, I people you know are are saying well he was hurt, he was this, he was that. I mean, there. Let me tell you this: he's he's not the unicorn because he didn't come out and do things that no one's ever done before. He's twenty three years old. He's been healthy for over a year. He was 100% healthy the last two months of the year and could have played for the Mavs, and they chose to sit him out. He got to follow Dirk around for half that, that half a season and learn some great things from him. He actually grew another inch. He's in the 7.5 to 7.6 range now based on uh, an article that, that Carlisle uh, was commenting on. He's gained upper body strength. He's drilling every three in the world. He blocks shots. Uh, and I think he, you know, he could be the dominant center, as in number one center uh, be, or number two center, if you count Davis as a five or a four, it depends, uh, in this league for the next five, six, seven years. Coach, only one guy stands out to me as what do you do? What what is he doing here? One of these things is not like the others, and to, for me, it's Marvin Bagley. And coach, no bigger Marvin Bagley fan than me. I love the guy. I have him in a few dynasty leagues, but to pick him at number twenty eight overall. Now, this is the same team that picked the Aaron Fox. So this is clearly a Sacramento Kings fan here that wants to get to two of his guys. But coach, I just cannot imagine picking Marvin Bagley when Miles Turner, John Collins is still on the board. Um, It's just uh, to me. me, Yes. I mean, there were still some monsters on the board. Coach, let me tell you in that industry mock draft, Marvin Bagley went 47 overall Ooh. compared compared to right here where um, he got picked 28 overall. So this feels a little odd to me, but clearly this is a Sacramento Kings fan. But coach, probably the only one guy in this 10 that uh, I feel like shouldn't be here. Other than that, all these guys look really good. They and are good, they- man. And, and you know, the, the kiss of death is every – hoop baller, uh, ho- uh, you know, guy out there knows that it's been in leagues is you cannot play favorites to your home team uh, and you can't let that influence you. But you know what? More power to him, dude. If he thinks these two guys are going to get it done down the road, then, you know, he's building for the future. So I get it. I'm really glad that you mentioned that too, by the way, because I go the I do the opposite. I know that I'm such a Laker homer and that my fandom for the Lakers kind of clouds my judgment a little bit when it comes to fantasy. Coach, I will purposely steer away from Lakers because I know um that I don't really have them valued correctly. And right. you know what's funny, coach, in my home league, 
it's a bunch of half the guys in my home league are hard diehard Laker fans. So I usually can't draft Lakers anyways, because they go a round or two before when they should go, because these guys want them so badly. So I usually don't end up with any Lakers on my team anyways, but I'm really glad that you mentioned that, man. You really got to put your fandom aside when it comes to fantasy and really uh, draft with your mind, not not with your heart, Coach. That's not always easy to do. A lot of people, a lot of people love to go with their heart. But anyways, let's keep rolling here. Let's go with the next ten. We're going thirty-one through forty. Ben Simmons at thirty-one, followed by Nikola Vucevic, Miles Turner, Devin Booker, Lori Markinen. Coach, my boy Lori just went ahead of your buddy Healed man, John Collins, Clint Capella. Pascal Siakam, Jimmy Butler, and D'Angelo Russell at 40. An interesting set of 10, Coach. Want to get your thoughts here? Well, obviously, the Lori Markman pick was just horrific. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, it, there's these, you know, this is where usually the drafts are won and lost, in my opinion. You know, most guys are going to do great in those first two, three rounds and, you know, get studs, but you know, when you start getting in third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, that that mid group of rounds is where people win it. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of great picks here. I mean, you can you can make a great case, you know, for for Ben Simmons and Vuk. You know, Miles Turner, obviously. You know, I think led the league in blocks. And uh, you know, John Collins. I was really hoping to, that he would come back to me because I think he's going to be a star in the league. Um, you know, Jimmy Butler, who knows how that's going to work out. He could be terrific. Um, you know, Blake Griffin, uh, if he comes back healthy, he's probably a top 20, 25 player uh, statistic wise. So, you know, there's a lot of guys in there. And, and I want to make mention, too, he was 29th. But, you know, the big dilemma, I think, for everybody right now is where in the heck do you draft Kevin Durant in a keeper league? Uh, obviously, he's not going to go in any of the year-long leagues, but man, it's it's hard to give away that one of those first couple of picks and have to sit on a guy for a whole year. But it is Kevin Durant, so you know that makes it tough uh, as well. But I love this group, man. Devin Booker, are you kidding? I mean, I'd love to have Devin Booker, uh, Pascal Siakam, obviously fantastic pick at number thirty-eight. So. You're right, man. I think this group is, again, you know, you could slide some of these guys up quite a bit higher uh, if they pan out. You know, I'm really glad that you mentioned Kevin Durant. I think that is an interesting subject here in this uh, landscape because, as you said, Coach, you're really only drafting Kevin Durant if you're kind of going for that win-now team, and then you don't, you're probably not going to have him this year. So, Turning uh, 30 years old now, uh, turning 31, coming off of an Achilles injury, which, you know, you never quite know how a guy is going to look after that. I'll be honest with you, coach. I, I I don't think I could do it, man. But, you know, if healthy, this is a guy that would have probably went top 10. So I guess you could say maybe he's kind of coming at a discount here. But I'll be honest, coach. I just don't have the stones uh, to pull the trigger on a uh, uh, Kevin Durant here. And um, I agree. Um, and as you said, no complaints for me here from anyone. The only 
only pick where um you know i'm i might the the d'angelo russell I coach, I love D'Angelo Russell, really like what we saw from him last year in the Nets. But I got to be honest with you, uh, I'm a little worried. How's he going to be next to Steph Curry? Um, how much of a hit is he going to take when that team is full strength when Clay Thompson returns? Now you got a four-headed monster, right? Uh, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, D'Angelo Russell. I feel like right here, you still probably could have went for a guy like a Jamal Murray or maybe even a John Morant. I know, you know, he is a rookie. So if you don't want to take that risk of not knowing, but coach, uh, you know, John Morant could be just as good as to Aaron Fox or, you know, we hear some comparisons that he uh, down the line in his career could be a possible Westbrook type. So for me, uh, I likely probably would have went another direction if you're looking for a guard, but also, you know, can't fault the pick too much. There's really um, no bad picks here in this 10. Any closing thoughts on picks 31 through 40, coach? Just the the Lori marketing too high. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, coach. I think we got time for for ten more. So this is great. We're gonna get through the the first fifty here, and then we'll uh, put a bow on the show. And then, hey, coach, this is a lot of fun. Let's uh, we That's got some time to kill. So let's keep going down this list. I think on uh, next week's show. But anyways. 41 through 50, DeMarcus Cousins, Blake Griffin, Wendell Carter Jr., John Morant, Brooke Lopez, Tobias Harris, Chris Middleton at 47, Yusuf Nurkic at 48, Victor Oladipo at 49, and then Jamal Murray at pick 50. Coach, what are your thoughts here? Um, you had a pick here. I love your pick here, Coach Tobias Harris. I, like, I feel like there was somewhat of risk here with guys like, uh, you know, Yusuf Nurkic coming off major injury. They also just added um, Hassan Whiteside. I feel like that's, you know, there's some risky picks here. Victor Oladipo coming off of a major injury. I love your pick feels pretty safe here, coach. Tobias Harris in his prime, an outstanding season last year. Coach, let me look this up. Um, man, he finished as player number 20 on the nine category player Raider last year. Um, they did not bring back Jimmy Butler to that Philly team, which I think helps his value. Coach, what was going through your mind when you picked uh, Tobias Harris here? I, I was thrilled, man. I mean, you got a guy in his prime, mid to late 20s coming up in this contract stretch. So I think I'll, you know, this next four or five years, I think he'll play his best ball. He's consistently been healthy. Uh, his percentages are solid. Uh, he's an incredible foul sh shooter. Uh, you know, with Butler leaving, I think his role increases there in Philly, uh, you know, because, you know, I, it's just he's got the all-around game. And, uh, you know, I think he's going to be – I was just thrilled with the pick there. I think it's a safe pick with upside, uh, and it's a good long-term pick. I think with Porzingis, you know, following the older guy, older uh, selection with, with – uh, with LeBron uh, getting able to, being able to get Porzingis and, and Harris, I think uh, were real helpful. So I was pumped. Uh, there were some picks there that shocked me. I mean, Brooke Lopez. Oh, I was I, just going to say that, Coach. I, I just, that was the, probably the biggest surprise up to this point. At this stage of his career, 
uh, just was very surprised at, at that selection for sure. Um, but, you know, who knows? And Nurkic, uh, that severe of an injury with Whiteside in the mix, I again, I, I wouldn't have the courage to make that pick. Um, Oladipo, again, a great guy. You know, he's going to be out for quite a while still, but, uh, you know, I can understand the risk there. And I think Jamal Murray's a fantastic pick, uh, you know, being at number 50 because, uh, you know, long, long-term point guard uh, for the future. But definitely some guys took a few flyers here. Um, you know, DeMarcus Cousins at number 41 I thought was – was really risky too, uh, just because, you know, we don't know exactly where he's going to be at uh, health-wise and, you know, with Davis and LeBron and Kuzma, I mean, what role will he have? Uh, How healthy will he be? So, yeah, definitely some flyers here that uh, uh, put up a few red flags for me, uh, but uh, I I was glad to skate out of there with Tobias. Coach, Brooke Lopez, um, you know, I had to take a look over at the industry mock draft results that I've been talking about. Coach, Brooke Lopez went 95 in the industry mock draft. He went 45 right here. Uh, Coach, 31 years old now. I do like Brooke Lopez's outlook for this upcoming season, but... Coach, you got guys on the board, young guys who can also still contribute now. Um, I'm just looking ahead. Jared Allen, coach, I do not know how Bam Adebayo did not go in the top 50. He went 38 in the industry mock draft. So, um, you know, I can't understand how some of these other centers here that I'm seeing later down the line um, got went. And coach... um, yeah, this is just real surprising. Also, to me, I mentioned the Yusuf Nurchik, and I, that pick to me is a little surprising, only because of the injury and only because we don't know what's going to happen now that Hassan Whiteside's in Portland. Uh, Nurkic right. might be—he might be a second-string center now. We just don't know uh, what's going on. I don't think those two guys can play together. So, no. um, you know, again, this is the same team that also picked Darren Fox and Bagley. So I don't mean to pick on this team, but um, some questionable things there. But other than that, um, some really great picks. I love your Tobias Harris pick. Um, some really young guys in Wendell Carter and John Morant, the future. Jamal Murray feels safe. You know, Jamal Murray, I believe he's only 22 years old. And yeah. I, already, I already consider him a safe pick at only 22. I mean, that's that's outstanding. Um yep. So some really good picks. Coach, that was a lot of fun, man. I can't wait to get to dive deeper into this list. Uh, so far, your team's looking pretty good. Uh, at this point, you, you must have been pretty happy. Uh, yeah, I was thrilled. I, you know, I think it's, uh, again, you know, the key to any of these drafts are you got to keep your guys healthy. So, you know, that that's always the, the key factor. But it it's been it was a it's a fun league. These guys, like I say, you know, you have a few people that uh, went really young, and a few people that, that that took some some home favorites. But for the most part, with uh, twenty teams, uh, uh, you know, on the docket, they all did their homework. They made some fantastic picks. So it'll be fun because uh, really it gets dicey. We'll have some major conversations uh, in this next fifty because. 
Uh, there's some guys that slipped through the cracks, like you say, that uh, were massive steals, and there were guys that, uh, you know, were m- big-time head scratchers. So we'll have some fun going through the rest of them for sure. You know, I think that's what makes these dynasty, deep dynasty leagues so much fun, Coach, because you got so many guys that are trying to do completely different things, right? Guys that are building for the future, guys are trying to win now, guys that are avoiding health. And because of that, um, Coach, in my league, there were guys that I thought for sure I could wait. Oh, I could wait two rounds on this guy. And then they would go like the next pick and I would be like, wow, I can't believe it. I thought he was way down my queue and I was excited to take him two rounds from now. So to me, I think that unpredictable uh, factor, it's one of the reasons why I think these dynasty leagues are so much fun. Um, Hoopball Dynasty League, shout uh, Dynasty League 2, shout out to all of my guys over there. Um, we're, you know, a really interesting trade just went down in that league. It was Kemba Walker for... Um, DeMar DeRozan, DeLon Wright, and three non-lottery first-round picks, future picks. Coach, it is causing a lot of stir. Some people want the pick vetoed because they think it's way too lopsided. A lot of us are like, hey, you know, it is lopsided, but it looks like the two managers do want the trade, and there doesn't look like there's any collusion. So, But, man, Coach, this is just another reason why these leagues are so much fun. Just to get in um, a group, to be with a group of people that are so passionate about this kind of stuff, to have these discussions, it just makes it so much fun. So you guys get into these dynasty leagues. Um, hopefully next year we can open up some more of these hoop ball uh, dynasty leagues. They're so much fun. Coach, let's wrap a bow on this show. As usual, we're going over our time allotted. Um, where can the folks find you at? Well, let me say one thing before I share that because I'm the most excited about, and hopefully our hoopball uh, listeners out there are just as excited. But we officially went over the schedule for the upcoming season, and my man Yo Adrian and I will be doing the Monday night uh, box score breakdown. So that will be so much fun, and I'm really excited to be working with you during the season and we're having this much fun now when the season's going on you know mondays are a hot day start the week so i cannot wait to work with you on that man it's going to be awesome that is going we are going to bring it we are going to make that the best box score breakdown show of the week the monday show we want to get you guys Get your week started off right. Coach, you said before to me we were texting back and forth that Monday is usually a big NBA night as well. So we're going to have a lot of fun on that show for the upcoming season. Coach, I'm just worried that might be a two-hour show, man. On those game slates where there's like 10 or 12 games, how are you and I going to make that an hour-long show? I I think that's going to go pretty long. <laughs> Hey, well, whatever it takes, man, you know, any, whatever we can give the listener that, that they can use, it'll be awesome. But you can find me at, at uh, on Twitter at Joe Sarvati. That's J O E S A R V A D I. Also uh, you'll see in parentheses there coach, as you know, and uh, definitely jump on the hoop ball forums, hoop dash ball.com. We have a lot of good conversations going, talking, mock drafts, draft stuff, and 
everything for the upcoming season. So can't wait, man. Okay, I'm at Adrian Benjamins. Hit us up, you guys. We love hearing from you. Send us your questions. We'll answer them on the show. Um, a lot of fun, you guys. Uh, hope you guys are enjoying the offseason, preparing for the upcoming season. And uh, can't wait to talk, you got, talk to you guys again. We'll see you guys later. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.